Just a note, we'll do the Venite this morning on page 9, and we're doing Psalm 62 and 63, and that starts on page 413. The hour cometh and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 62 on page 413. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. He verily is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fall. How long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain, all the sort of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him out whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my help and my glory, the rock of my might, and in God is my trust. O put your trust in him alway, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our hope. As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God spake once and twice, I have also heard the same, that power belongeth unto God. And that thou, Lord, art merciful, for thou rewardest every man according to his work. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh also longeth after thee, in a barren and dry land where no water is. Thus have I looked for thee in the sanctuary, 
that I might behold thy power and glory. For thy loving kindness is better than the life itself. My lips shall praise thee. As long as I live, will I magnify thee in this manner, and lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied, even as it were, with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praises thee with joyful lips. Have I not remembered thee in my bed, and thought upon thee when I was waking? Because thou hast been my helper, therefore under the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul hangeth upon thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. These also that seek the hurt of my soul, they shall go under the earth. Let them fall upon the edge of the sword, that they may be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. All they, all they also that swear by him shall be commanded, for the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. I said in my heart, Come now, I will test you with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. But, but surely this also was vanity. I said of laughter, it is madness, and of mirth, what does it accomplish? I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine, while guiding my heart with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven all the days of their life. I made my works great, I built myself houses, I planted myself vineyards, I made myself gardens and orchards, and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants, and had servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasures of kings and of provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kind. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whenever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my reward from all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor in, on, in which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. Then I hated all my labor in which I had toiled under the sun, because I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be a wise man or a fool? Yet he will rule over all my labor which I toiled, and in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore I turned my heart and despaired of all the labor in which I had toiled under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. Yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. 
for what for what has man for all his labor and for the striving of his heart which with which he has toiled under the sun for all his days are sorrowful and his work grievous even in the night his heart takes no rest this also is vanity there is nothing better for a man than he than that he should eat and drink and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor this also i saw was from the hand of god for who can eat and who can have enjoyment more than i for god gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before god this also is vanity and grasping for the wind here endeth the first lesson together benedictus s on page 11 blessed art thou o lord god of our fathers praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven praised and exalted above all forever glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen here begins the 16th verse of the 19th chapter of saint matthew now behold one came and said to him good teacher what is what good thing shall i do that i may have eternal life so he said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is god but if you want to enter into life keep the commandments and he said to him which ones jesus said you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery you shall not steal you shall not bear fault false witness honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself the young man said to him all these things i have kept from my youth what do i still lack jesus said to him if you want to be perfect go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and and come follow me but when the young man heard that saying <clears throat> he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions then jesus said to his disciples assuredly i say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven and again i say to you <coughs> it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god when his disciples heard it they were exceedingly amazed saying who then can be saved but jesus looked at them and said to them with men this is impossible but with god all things are possible then peter answered and said to him see we have left all and followed you therefore what shall we have so jesus said to them assuredly i say to you that in the regeneration when the son of man sits on the throne of his glory you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of israel and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters 
or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit everlasting life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Here endeth the second lesson. Together Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O Lord, we beseech thee, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by thy governance, that the church may joyfully serve thee in all good godly quietness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. There's a theme going through our passages today, but before I start that, because I had one thing I wanted to say that was kind of off target, but I just wanted to comment on it. When Jesus says it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle, that's an confusing comment. And I just want to let you know that I've heard preachers say that, you know, there's a, a gate called the eye of the needle that the camels have to crawl through in Jerusalem. And I think um, there's other commentators, and I kind of tend to side with them, that it was kind of a saying of the uh, of the time that when something was hard, they would it would be just a common cultural thing to say, yeah, like a camel going through the eye of a needle. And I think it's I'm trying to think of something we use, and all I could come up is, yes, when pigs fly. Um, that might be a southern one or something, but it's just a saying, and it's not like people don't really expect pigs to fly, and I don't think they really expected camels to go through the the eye of a needle, but I just wanted to mention that because it really doesn't matter which one it is. It matters what you believe and that Jesus is Lord, but I just thought I would mention that and I'll let you decide yourself which one you think is right. So the passages today, there's a there's a verse from Proverbs 14:12, and this is what I think ties the two passages, the Ecclesiastes and the passage from the Gospel um, to, to, of Matthew today together. And it's Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So what we see is Solomon writing in Ecclesiastes. And um, pleasure, I think the, the kind of the theme of the whole verse, all the verses is pleasure isn't necessarily evil, but it has its shortcomings, uh, much like wisdom. So Solomon reflects on his tragic experience in attempting to draw satisfaction purely out of wisdom. In fact, he even said he, he tried to um, gratify his heart, and um, he overemphasized gratification at the expense of God's glory. Um, so, so he wanted to glorify his flesh with wine, and at the same time, guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold of folly. So he was trying to um, balance the idea that I could have uh, pleasure and um and do what I'm supposed to and walk with God. And what he found is that these things can get in the way of walking with God. And I think verse 9 was, it was uh, kind of an interesting kind of conclusion of the passage, but it also sad. So I became great and I excelled more than all who were before me. And I think one of the things he said that, um, you know, I'm going to get all these things and then I'm going to leave it to, to a man. And of course, his kingdom was split, Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And he said, I, didn't, I don't know if this man will be a fool or wise. And, and these two men turned out to be, um, especially Rehoboam, most uh, foolish. And it kind of divided the kingdom and led into, of course, captivity, but also led us to where Jesus came and, and brought us our salvation. So Solomon concluded uh, much the same that Paul did in um, Philippians, um, that these things aren't worth trading for the peace of God. And in Philippians 3.8, Paul wrote about these things. I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. And I think that's something to remember, that, that all these things of the earth are, are rubbish compared to the glory of God. So in Matthew, we see this rich young man coming. 
And uh, he sounds like a pretty nice guy. And I think Jesus even had a, um, a, maybe a drawing to him or was not taken with him, but also, you know, it had compassion for him. And he says, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. And I think that was, shows the problem that this man had. He was willing to decide who was good and who wasn't. And of course, in his prayer life and in his, his spiritual life, he thought of himself as good. So Jesus isn't disclaiming his own deity here as he as he uh, says only one is good, but he's teaching the young man that, that um, all men are sinners without God. And so his most um, serious defect was his reluctance to confess his own spiritual bankruptcy. He was trying to put his faith in all the things he had done, and he just couldn't um, just accept the fact that, yes, I'm a sinner. Um, so, of course, Jesus says, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments, because Jesus knew this young man thought of himself as already there. Um, so to think that he could meet the high standard required by God by, by working through the commandments is an absolute futility, um, seeking, seeking salvation on your own merit. So um, it should have elicited maybe a response from the man about not being able to keep the, uh, the law, kind of like the, the disciples responded later in the chapter. But instead, he confidently declares that he qualified for heaven under those terms. So um, Jesus talks and, and ask him to give up all these things of earth. And that's where we find out that um, there, there's a flaw there, that it's, it's going to keep him from the kingdom of God. And once again, I think we've always said, and in, in um, Bishop's always taught that riches aren't bad. It's the love of the riches and the holding them above God. So, um, but that was, that's pretty much the theme of both of those things. And I think for us, it means that uh, we just have to keep um, examining ourselves. And if we do find something we have to um, surrender that to God, and um, then we can walk more closely with him. And I believe um, it's really important for us to remember that this is our individual responsibility, but it's also our group responsibility, our community responsibility to make ourselves ready to serve not only God, but his people and his church and in his community. Let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or dis distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving, Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thy unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatsoever else may hinder us from godly union and concord, that as there is but one body and one spirit, and one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father of us all. So we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you to Jack, my co-leader, and may God bless you this Sunday. Amen. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you so much. Bless you, everybody. Happy Sunday. And Deacon Bob, may God richly bless you. Thank you so very much. And he does.